we inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to AFA at the Core. Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach, with you this afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Happy, happy new year. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Hope you shot off a ton of fireworks and you didn't blow off too many fingers. You know, uh, I have to admit, I have to admit, you know, we, we, we do tend to not follow the rules on the fireworks around my house. We like to light them in our hands and throw them and crazy, dangerous things like that. And mama doesn't like it at all. Uh, but, you know, that's uh, that's uh, that's life as a Texan. OK, anyway, hope you had a had a, had a good opportunity to think about how you're going to spend 2023 and that you have uh, resolved to make a difference, to be one of the ones that stands up in our country this year to take our country back for the godly principles that it was founded upon. It's time to get off the sidelines and get on the field. And I know if you're listening to AFA at the Core, you're that kind of person. You wouldn't even be paying attention to the program if you weren't inclined to want to be a part of the solution. But I'm really going to be pushing you throughout 2023 to do more than just be inclined, to do more than just think about it or to even rant and rave a little bit at home or to you know throw things at the TV. I'm going to encourage you to take real action to make a real difference in your community. There's so many things American Family Association is involved in that can help you do that. There's so many programs that we have. We got new stuff coming out this year, working on some things that I think you're just going to you're going to love. And in the meantime, if you have not signed up as a constitution coach and hosted a biblical citizenship class, that is a great way to start the new year because it gives you the foundation you need to then build on that in 2023. And start making a big difference in your community. So make sure you check that out at PatriotAcademy.com. I'm excited. We, uh, we've closed on our campus property last week. So be encouraged. Ground zero for rebuilding liberty uh, has been obtained. And uh, we've been driving the property and scoping out everything. It's a beautiful 130 acres in Fredericksburg, Texas. And it's where we're going to build a mock-up of Independence Hall, of the rotunda of the U.S. Capitol, of Monticello. We're going to bring in young people for a year at a time. You know, we've been doing this at Patriot Academy for 22 years now. <clears throat> and AFA has been a big part of that over the years, helping us to train young people to be the leaders of the next generation. And then, of course, we started our Constitution Coach program a few years ago, and now we got 22,000 Constitution coaches out there. And so we just knew it was time, <clears throat> excuse me, it was time to have a physical location where we could bring people in to do our handgun training, our Constitution training. And then the thing I'm really excited about, I've always had these kids for a week at a time, you know, 16 to 25 years old. They come in, spend a week with me at a state capital somewhere in the country. They get a real baptism by fire of, of biblical worldview, of constitutional governance, of, of life purpose, all those things. But a week's not enough, man. I mean, a week gets them excited. Most of them, they come back, you know, two, three, four years in a row. Can you imagine if we had these kiddos for a year? When I say kiddos, I'm talking now 18 to 25 that, that time in their life where they're really developing their worldview, where they're really cementing what they believe, and they're finding their purpose. Imagine if we had them for a year on this campus, teaching them life skills, leadership skills, biblical worldview, exposing them to all the different areas of the culture so that they can find that thing that God's put a desire in their heart for, and then we help them 
find the right apprenticeships and all of those things to be able to move into that arena and be used by God. That's what's coming in 2023, folks. So many cool things happening in 2023. So be encouraged. Despite the negative that we've seen, certainly in 2022, we saw a lot of negative. In fact, we watched uh, we watched the culture crumble even more. We, we've seen the worst presidency maybe in history. Uh, we've seen the, the most open, porous border and uh, lackluster response from even Republicans uh, to deal with these things. So we, we've seen a lot of negative. So I'm not denying that there's a lot of bad and ugly. I just like to focus on the good as well. I'm an eyes wide open kind of guy, so I always tell you on the program, good, the bad, and the ugly, we look at it all. And uh, despite all of that bad, I truly believe 2023 is going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal year. <clears throat> now, the way I approach it is eyes wide open and realistic as well. So in other words, I'm, we're not Pollyanna. We're not just going to wave the flag and hope everything works out okay. We're also not going to hang our hat on some of these, I'm just going to be honest and blunt here, ridiculous long shots that are impossible. For instance, this Brunson case that everybody's talking about, and I'm sorry, Mike Huckabee, I love you, but you should not have highlighted this thing. And now Todd Starnes is highlighting. All these people are highlighting this Brunson case. And I will eat all the crow that it takes if I turn out to be wrong on this thing. But I've already talked about it on the program. If you're a, a you know regular listener, you know what I'm talking about. It's this it's this case out of uh, the, the, this family, these brothers in Utah, and they, they're suing to quite literally kick out three-fourths of the United States Congress and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Now, of course, I would love to see that happen. Everybody would love to see that happen. It's not going to happen. This is insane. And because they appealed the case all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, and because they they somehow somebody there's somebody at the court that is I think playing a joke on everybody here, and they're listing it as one of the cases that is quote unquote distributed for conference. That doesn't mean much, folks. There's 413 cases distributed for Congress this fr- for conferences Friday. Do you really think the nine justices are going to sit around and discuss 413 cases? Of course not. Uh, most of these will be completely, you know, um, uh, denied cert and never see the light of day. This will be one of the ones that receives that treatment. <clears throat> but the joke here is what's Friday, January 6th. So the whole case is about January 6th, 2021. And and, and they're, 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 of course, I, I agree with what the Brunson brothers are saying. They're saying that Congress didn't do its job. It did not investigate fraudulent electors. I completely agree with that. But the remedy is not possible. There is no way that the judicial branch is going to fire three-fourths of the legislative branch and 100% of the executive branch. Talk about a coup. I mean, come on, folks. That's insane. It's not going to happen. Uh, it, it's it's ridiculous. And the and, and only reason I'm bringing attention to it is because all these other people have brought attention to it, making it sound like it could possibly happen. I don't want you to put your hope in false um, you know, theories that have no chance because what that does is it deflates our team. It's kind of like these people on in January of, of, of 2021 that just kept kept telling me, Rick, Donald Trump's still president. He's in a basement somewhere and he's he's running the government. He's still the Pentagon has has implemented a a secret clause uh, that, that that allows them to still run the show with with Donald Trump calling the shots. And so even though Joe Biden's on television, even though he's taking the presidents in the in the in the White House, it's Donald Trump still. Pre- I mean, come on. Come on, we got to be smarter than that, folks. We got to be smarter than that. Okay, so so again, I will eat crow. You can play this back and say Rick was wrong. If this all turns, if I turn out, you know, a Friday they have conference, 
and 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 the justices say, "Oh yes, this is a great case. We're we want oral arguments." And if four justices ask ask for oral arguments on the Brunson case, I will literally eat a crow on live radio. I, I probably will cook it, even though it'll be disgusting. But I, I, it's just not going to happen. Okay, so but if it does. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm a man of my word. Okay. Last thing uh, I got to get to before in this segment. Yes, chaos in the United States Congress. Now, here's one. I got. I got to admit, I didn't think this would happen either. So maybe I shouldn't have had these two stories back to back. But um, I thought it was a long shot that 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 there would be any chance of going to multiple votes for Speaker of the House. But high drama is playing out right now in the House chamber in Washington D.C. Just a few minutes ago. Uh, they had the first vote for Speaker of the House, and Kevin McCarthy did not get the necessary votes. There were enough uh, who said no. I forget the, the total number. I know my friend Lauren Boebert voted for Jim Jordan, and several others voted for Andy Biggs and a few others. So <clears throat> Kevin McCarthy is not Speaker of the House as of right now. It's, uh, what, one fifteen my time in Texas, two fifteen Eastern time. I believe they are getting ready to have a second vote and uh, we'll see what happens. This is uh, this is historic. Uh, it's not it's not the first time this has ever happened. Let's see if I remember. Let's see. Let me look and make sure I give you the right numbers here. All the way back in uh, 1923, and ironically, Lauren Congressman Bober told me about the. You know, she, she I knew this was coming a month ago. She told me all this was probably going to happen. <clears throat> but back in 1923, the it took two days and nine votes, nine ballots. That's that's what they'll call it. We're going to do another ballot. Uh, meaning everybody's going to vote again. So they're doing a roll call vote. They did a roll call vote just a little while ago, and uh, they'll do that again. And they'll just keep doing it until somebody gets elected speaker. In 1923, it took several days. It took nine ballots, and then they finally got a speaker of the House. In 1855, I know that's a long time ago, but in 1855, it took two months, two months, and 133 ballots before they finally got to a speaker of the House. And apparently that's happened 10 or 12, I think 13 times um, throughout the history of the United States House of Representatives. So it's not historic that it's happening. It's historic that it's happening in our lifetime. It hasn't happened in in my lifetime. Um, And so if you are 80 or older, it's not the first time in your lifetime because the 1923 example. But it is the first time in my lifetime. So I, I, I'm i intrigued. I mean, I, I love these kind of things. I don't think it's all bad. You know, there's some people, I mean, Repu- there's some people saying, oh, Republicans shouldn't be infighting and, 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 and they're squandering their opportunity and, and they're giving the left. I don't, I don't buy that. I think, I think you should fight amongst yourselves to get the best speaker you can. I am all for insurgencies within a political party if the leaders of the party are not doing the right thing. And frankly, the Republicans in Washington, D.C. have been horrible. <clears throat> the leadership has been terrible. And we've always had a handful of, you know, Ted Cruz's and Chip Roy's and Lauren Boebert's, but very few, not enough. And we haven't had leadership like a Newt Gingrich since Newt Gingrich. And we haven't had, a you know, um, you know frankly, a, a enough votes to really get some big things done and move the country in the right direction and actually stop Biden instead of, of coming alongside Biden. I mean, look at what the Republican leadership did just a couple of weeks ago, giving a lame duck Congress total control over the 2023 budget. $1.7 trillion wasted on left-wing causes and left-wing legislation never should have been passed in a lame duck Congress. Uh, real Republicans, real conservatives, real constitutionalists would have stood up and prevented that vote from ever happening. They could have done that. They had the ability to do that, and they had the, the the procedural process to do that, and they didn't. 
They capitulated, and they went along, and they let the Democrats continue to destroy this country. And so I totally understand the Freedom Caucus's frustration and their and their um, willingness to stand here and say, we're, we're not going for the status quo. Now, whether or not they can ultimately win this fight, this is a game of chicken at this point, because now... You know they'll go. They'll go into this second vote. We'll see if uh, if it's any better or worse for Kevin McCarthy. Um, what will happen? Most likely, what will happen? Uh, it looks like Jim Jordan is speaking on the floor. I, I don't know if he is uh, rising to support Kevin McCarthy or if he is rising to. He must be rising to support him because he's getting a big round of applause. And if he does that. Um, that that may take the wind out of their sails. Uh, anyway, so so they'll they'll duke it out a little more. They've been they've been wrangling behind the scenes. Um, the, you know they they'll potentially make a deal, and uh, and somebody's going to get worn down. Either the Freedom Caucus handful that that, that that's uh, fighting against McCarthy will ultimately lose. There there may be. I tell you what could happen. You could end up with five or six seven Democrats that come along and decide that they're willing to 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 vote for McCarthy in exchange for you know whatever. Uh, good chairmanships or whatever else might happen. So who knows uh, what's going to happen over the next hour or so? It could be uh, it could happen quickly. It could happen. Could take the rest of the day. It could it could take the rest of the week if it turns into what's happened in the in the past. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but it could. It could. What fun that would be if that if that is how this thing turns out. But 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 keep watching and uh, and 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 and, uh, and and take note of this. This is one of those that you're you're going to want to remember where you were when it happened. Um, I. I I'm I'm a, I, I gotta I gotta tell you I didn't know I was saving the planet you know this is part of that good news thing, but apparently apparently if you're short if you're short and you mate with short people you're saving the planet I, I, that's what the that's what I'm told I, I just saw this it's if, if because apparently you take up less space on Earth and you require less your needs are less in terms of I guess the size of your house I don't know maybe there's seat on the airplane. But I just wanted to share that with you because I'm a short person and I married an even shorter person. You know, as Dr. Jarvis used to say, one of my mentors, Dr. Charles Jarvis, greatest humor speaker probably in American history. You know, short people marry short people, get shorter people. <laughs> so I guess I guess I'm 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 helping to save the planet. That's what they're telling me now. That short people marrying short people are saving the planet. So there you go, folks. Rick Green, America's Constitution coach, doing my part to save the planet. One child at a time. Actually, one of my kids is taller than me, so I don't think that theory works. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get to your phone calls. 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. Weigh in on the speaker's race. 2023. Maybe some thoughts about how 2022 went. We'll be right back. You're listening to AFA at the Core. Having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid such people. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Today, some professing Christians assert that critical theory, critical race theory, and intersectionality are helpful tools for the church. These people have an appearance of godliness, but their assertions deny the sufficiency of God's word to guide the church in living out the reconciliation Jesus secured for us on the cross. Make no mistake, as Paul told Timothy, the God-breathed scripture is sufficient for teaching, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Those who have an appearance of godliness but deny the power of God's word for doctrine and practice must be identified and avoided. 
Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Does your girl earn a weekly allowance? Perhaps she works odd jobs or does chores for a bit of money. When the piggy bank fills up, your girl can experience a feeling of exhilaration. But are those funds burning a hole in her pocket, or does she understand good, generous stewardship means giving to God first and then using her money for other things? God gives us his best, so in turn we should give our first fruits back to his kingdom. Giving generously doesn't mean having the most resources. Jesus praised the widow in Mark 12 because of her generous heart, not the value of the money she gave. Encourage your girl to give generously to God first, then allocate amounts to various needs and wants from there. We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. You can learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. Did you know the abortion pill accounts for over 50% of all abortions? Preborn Ministry continues to stand with women in crisis in their darkest hour and bring hope and life. After Marissa took the abortion pill, she immediately regretted it, but Preborn was there for her. Look at that baby. Look how beautiful he is. Look at that. Abortion pill reversal actually works. Let's hear his heartbeat. Oh, look how strong it is. Praise God. By God's amazing grace, this baby was saved, but many more need our help. To learn how you can be a part of rescuing babies' lives and sharing the heart of Jesus, go to preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say baby. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core. Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach and Short Pursing Saving the Planet uh, here with you on AFA at the Core. It, it really was a headline. I mean, it was a real article. I was trying to find it. I, th- I think producer Bobby doesn't believe me that it was a real story, so i got to find it and i got to send it to him. But we were going to play some theme music for you, for those that remember the song, Short People Got No Reason to Live. But i I got lots of reasons to live. I always hated that song, but would have been fun to play at any rate. Um, I just, the environmentalist wackos, just they, they outdo themselves every Every week, I mean, they come up with some new thing like this that somehow saving the planet uh, requires you to marry somebody that's short. I don't know. I don't know. Just crazy. All right, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to the phone lines. Oh, by the way, um, and and, and if you want to call in eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero, Mary from Texas will be first. Mary, hang on one second. Let me just get this in real quick. So, just so you understand the the lay of the land at this point, if you're just crawling out from under a rock, the Republicans did not take the Senate. They did take the House. So the Democrats have the majority in the Senate, which means, you know, Chuck Schumer will be Senate majority leader, you know, for at least the next two years. And in the House, they have to decide who the speaker is going to be. Republicans took the majority and the majority. You got 400 and, uh, you know, uh, 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 435 members in the in the House. So for uh, 218 is a majority. They only got 222. So the Republicans have a slim, slim majority which means it only takes a handful of the Republicans to prevent Kevin McCarthy from getting the 218 votes that he needs to be Speaker of the House. But that's all you got to do is get to 218. 
So he can get to 218 with anybody. Now, I will tell you, in Texas, that is, it has not been in our favor that that's happened. You've, you've had what, you, what you've had in Texas to get to Speaker of the House is you've had a handful of, of, uh, of Democrats, uh, uh, I mean, a handful of Republicans team up with a group of Democrats and choose a Speaker that's too friendly to the Democrats and makes them chairman and everything else and gives them power. That's a bad system. So there, you, we are playing a little bit with fire here, with, with the possibility that I don't. That's never happened in in Washington. I don't think that would happen in Washington. Um, I think more than likely McCarthy's going to you know find a way to get to the votes. Now Jim Jordan was just speaking a few minutes ago, uh, and he was in fact endorsing McCarthy and and speaking highly of McCarthy and saying this is the direction that we need to go. And Jim D- Jordan, of course, is a respected conservative, so that that definitely helps Jim Jordan uh, uh, helps uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy. Now Matt Matt Getz is now speaking, and I'm assuming he's been one of the ones to lead the charge against Kevin McCarthy. I'm assuming that he's speaking against McCarthy. So we'll see we'll see where that goes and uh, and be on the edge of our seat to find out who the Speaker of the House is going to be, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe a month from now. Mary in Texas gets the first call. Mary, thanks so much for calling in. What's your comment or question or insult today? I have a question um, about the New York congressman that's told a bunch of lies. Yeah. Now, and I mean, I read more about something about check fraud in Brazil, and they have the evidence. I don't understand with all the lies this man has told, how they can see him. And does the people of New York district he represents, can they do a recall on him? They can't do a recall. There's no constitutional provision for a recall of a congressman. Uh, Congress itself can have a hearing and say that that he's unfit and uh, essentially kick him out. But um, very unlikely to happen. You've got too many Democrats that have lied on their resumes and done so many similar things that uh and nothing happened to them so i'd i'd be surprised if it goes anywhere um it's you know it it's man it's part of the 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 swamp right i mean that's the corruption in washington dc and and too often you end up with with uh you know these these difficult situations and the only reason it's difficult is because it's a 50 50 district and so it goes to the democrats if he is removed and there's a new election uh, because of all the, the the chaos, and so you're not going to see a bunch of a push from fellow Republicans in Washington D.C. with this close of a of a Congress, two twenty two to uh, whatever that is, uh, two uh, fourteen is it? No, two uh, thirteen. Um, so yeah, I, I doubt it goes anywhere. He's probably going to get two years in Congress and most likely be defeated in the Republican primary. Um, you know, fifteen. Uh, 16 months from now. I forget when New York has their has their primary. But good question, Mary. All right, let's head over to Oklahoma. Lori in Oklahoma is calling. Lori, comment or question today? Um, well, just to one, I guess I'm uh, dangerous to the environment because I'm a woman that's six foot three and I did uh, <laughs> have descendants and all my sons are like over six foot. One of them is actually six nine. So he must have a red flag with the environmental crazies. But the other thing is um, about the Speaker of the House and and what they're doing. Look, what we need to look at is his track record. And what we need to address is where was he on January 6th? Where is he on the wall? Where is he on the Constitution? Because he's number three in line to the White House. And the last thing we need is another feckless Speaker of the House. And if he is not truly truly a conservative who stands on the absolute truth of the Constitution, then we don't need him. And we need people to push back hard and fight against this. 
because yeah. there's a lot of question about this gentleman's integrity and possibly being involved with some questionable money processing for uh, Ukraine. Uh, yeah, you know, listen, Lori, if I had my pick, absolutely. I, you know, totally agree with everything you're saying. I think he, you know, definitely, um, you know, did did not uh, lead like I wanted to see um, on January 6th of, of 2021 when there should have been investigations into the uh, questionable electors. There should have been much more of a fight against uh, endorsing and, and rubber stamping a, um, what clearly were problems and constitutional violations in the election of 2020 and, and all of those things. <clears throat> and then you mentioned the border, I mean, or Ukraine. I mean, he's been right there with the Democrats on sending $100 billion to, to Ukraine, $140 billion, whatever it is now. Um, and so, no, tr- listen, Kevin McCarthy's record is not great. There is no doubt about it. And, um, you know, that's why there's a pushback, and that's why there's an effort to get somebody better. I'm not as concerned about him being third in line to, to the presidency as I am being the leader of the Republican Party and the only, um, you know, mechanism that we have to stop the Biden agenda and the leftist agenda. So the Speaker of the House has got to be willing to play hardball. Now, I'll say this in Kevin McCarthy's uh, defense or for his side is that, you know, because of the political pressure, he's this is what politicians do. He's responded to the to the pressure from from us on the right. And he uh, managed to negotiate an end to the military vaccine mandate. So that's a big, big plus. I mean, it should have been done a long time ago. Right. But at least he did that. That shows that he's headed in the right direction. He's also agreed to several of the rules changes um, that the that that needed needed to happen. Now he's rejected some of the other rules changes, and that's why last night they the the this this group of Freedom Caucus members thought they had a deal. They thought they were going to go in this morning voting for Kevin McCarthy based on concessions that he was going to you know govern as Speaker of the House in a much more conservative fashion and. Um, you know, apparently that the deal broke down and he or he rejected it. So, I you know I'm not a purist. I, I don't expect somebody to be perfect to be Speaker of the House. Uh, and I realize that the 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 machinations of what goes on behind the scenes, you're never going to get a super conservative Speaker of the House um, because of the, the the what it takes to get enough people to vote for you to be Speaker of the House. So I, you know, I, 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 I'm kind of caught in the middle here in terms of I understand both sides. That's rare for me. I'm not usually on the fence about anything. I understand both sides. I'm also practical. I've been there. I've been a House member uh, in the Texas legislature, and I've seen what it's like uh, to, to, to try to get a good speaker. And it is very, very, very difficult. And Kevin McCarthy, look, he spent the last seven years traveling the country getting Republicans elected. In some cases, Republicans that I'm – I'm, you know, friends with and supporters of, and I, I'm thankful that he helped with them. In other cases, he he picked the wrong horse, and he and he and he supported a moderate in the primary because he thought that moderate had a better chance of winning than the conservative that I wanted to win. So, um, he's he's definitely done a lot of things that I completely disagree with, but I also understand the practicality of Washington D.C. and the likelihood that he is going to be the speaker, and uh, and that he's earned uh, because of all of those efforts over the last seven years. And, and all the money that he raised for those candidates and all that, that's how politics works. Um, it's not my preference. I'm, I'm saying I agree with Lori from Oklahoma that, that I would rather have somebody, and, and I wish that we could get somebody that wants to shut down the border, that, that would negotiate to the point of shutting the government down when necessary to, to get what needs to be done to save this country and would be willing to stand up uh, to Joe Biden and, uh, and to Chuck Schumer. And, and McCarthy may become that guy um, partly because of this fight right now. This may push him further to the right. Now, again, 
It could also completely backfire. In other words, those five, seven, eight, nine, ten Freedom Caucus members that are creating this fight right now, if they lose, it's an all-in gamble, right? Because if they lose, they also completely lose their influence with McCarthy, um, where they could have negotiated a lot of influence with McCarthy, and, and and so so you just don't know. And I and I I hate second guessing the person in the room, the the person that's negotiating the deal. Because only they know whether or not they really could have got more or whether or not they gambled wrong and they demanded too much and now they're going to be on the outs for the next two years and McCarthy will be Speaker and he won't care what conservatives say because they tried to stop him from being Speaker of the House. I hope that makes sense. It's, it's, all, it's muddy. This is why they say making law is like watching sausage being made. It's messy. It's muddy. It's, it's, it's not a pretty process. And uh, electing a Speaker of the House is definitely not a pretty process. And so if we were choosing just strictly on the things Lori mentioned, I completely agree. And that's why Chip Roy would probably be the best choice for Speaker of the House. He's also the best strategist. I mean, Chip Roy, he very well could become Speaker of the House in the coming years. Uh, he's a phenomenal guy. He's my congressman, so I'm a little I'm a little biased. But I've also, hey, listen, I'm an opportunity, equal opportunity critic. I was very critical of Chip Roy on January 6th because he would not fight the electors. He believed that constitutionally he didn't have the, the right to do that. I completely disagree with him on that, and I think his interpretation of that uh, of the 12th Amendment was, and, the, and the historical precedent on that, that was completely wrong. Uh, but that's the, really the only thing I've disagreed with him on in, in the last two years. He's been a phenomenal congressman. He has been one of the most outspoken and strongest voices for constitutional governance and, and, and biblical values and all the things that we're for and that we want to see done. So I'd love to see Chip Roy elected uh, Speaker of the House, and, and and we may see that in the coming years. Um, you know, if this goes to a third or fourth ballot, they're, let's see, they're on the second ballot. Looks like um, McCarthy's gotten 31 votes so far. Jeffries is the Democrat. He's gotten 31 votes. And then Jim Jordan has gotten four votes. Now, some people might say, well, Rick, is there any chance the Democrat could end up getting to 218? Um, virtually zero. I guess you could have five Republicans switch over and vote for a Democrat speaker. That would be, you talk about political suicide. I, I think there's zero chance of that happening, but I guess you would have to say there's 0.00001, about like your chance of dying from COVID if you're young. Um, and so, yeah, that, not likely. But it looks like at this point, Jordan has four votes. All, only 100 of the 435 members have voted so far. So it looks like they're probably going to end up with um, not getting to a majority for McCarthy on this second vote as well. So like I said earlier, this could become a just a test of will. Who's going to last the longest? Who's going to hold and dig dig their feet in the longest? The fact that Jordan is endorsing McCarthy, but yet they are the the caucus is nominating Jordan and voting for Jordan is weird. <laughs> right? I mean, that's just that's just strange. I guess under their rules, he cannot withdraw his own name or prevent people from voting for him. So that's that's just kind of funny. Uh, okay, next caller is Tom in Texas. Back over to Texas. Tom, go ahead, man. Yeah, man, that's what I was wondering about, because Jordan said this morning he told Janet Ellis that he was going to support McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah, it, right now it's a uh, – it's 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 like a – oh, what's that expression? Uh, what's the word for a um, – not a Trojan horse, but where you – a stalking horse or a – what is the word I'm looking for? Um, where, where you have somebody else – um, out there, uh, but they're not really the one that's going to ultimately be your 
chance of winning. Uh, they don't even want to be the one that's being used. That's kind of what's happening to Jordan right now. So he's he's uh, of course uh, endorsing McCarthy and voting for McCarthy. But 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 these caucus guys know that 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 Jordan is is popular among conservatives. So they know that's the best name to put up there if they want to try to siphon off a few more votes. Um, but it's man, it's interesting to watch. I wish we could do a four hour program and and be live the whole time it's happening. <laughs> All right, let's head over. Uh, actually, we're gonna we're gonna take a break in just a second. So let, l- listen, let, let me let me just paint the picture for you with what the House can do, regardless of who's speaker. So if 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 McCarthy speaker or Jordan or Chip Roy or whoever, the the House it, it cannot. You're not g- going to be able to gain back ground that's been taken over the last two years. Mostly, what you're going to be able to do is stop the damage. Basically, put the finger in the dike and prevent the Biden administration from passing any more bad legislation. Um, it's going to be very difficult to force the closing of the border or any of those things. Even if you had a conservative speaker, uh, you would have to negotiate with the president and Chuck Schumer to the point of shutting the government down, the House saying no, and and to hold 222 Republicans together to do those kind of things is going to be very, very difficult. And I'm not being negative here i'm not 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 trying to depress you and and make you think there's no way that we're going to get anything good done i'm just saying you got to recognize what we're up against and i've said this all along uh it's going to be another ugly two years i mean this is not as long as as long as joe biden is the occupant of the white house and chuck schumer is the occupant of the majority leader position in the senate it's going to be ugly out there um and and so the best we can do at this point is muck up their their design for destroying America and try to stop them from doing as much damage as they've been doing for the last two years. And in the meantime, show the American people what we are for. That's what's most important from this this Republican majority in the House. And and that's a good reason for this Freedom Caucus to be doing what they're doing right now, because what they're saying is these are the things that the that the conservative grassroots of America voted for. We We, we voted for closing the border. We voted for ending abortion. We voted for not allowing the, 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 the carving up of children. We voted for not allowing people to take kids to drag queen story hour. We voted for all of these things to, to bring America back to its foundations, and we want a Speaker of the House that will support those things. So that's the message right now that's going out to the American people, uh, or should be going out to the American people. I realize they're trying to twist it and just make it sound like these are crazy people trying to stop McCarthy from being Speaker and all that. They're going to put their liberal left-wing spin on it to try to make the Freedom Caucus people look bad. And even Fox News is doing that, which is you know not, not shocking. Uh, but it, it, it will help, I think, to say what does the Republican Party stand for and what a conservatives stand for. Let's take a quick break. We've got more calls. Uh, you can be a part of that. 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. Herschel, hang in there. I'll be to you when we come back from the break. I'm Rick Green. You're listening to AFA at the Cool. By now, you know that Sandy Rios has stepped away from the morning show. But don't despair. Sandy is shifting her talents to podcasting. She'll still be a part of AFR. And now, she won't need to wake up hours before the sun to keep us informed and encouraged every day. On the podcast, Sandy Rios 24-7, you can enjoy the knowledge, insight, and interviews you've always loved on Sandy's morning show. Sandy Rios 24-7, beginning the week of January 9th on AFR.net. Too busy to catch your favorite shows on the radio? Have no fear. 
because the AFR app is here. Download the app to have access to live broadcast, music streaming, as well as each podcast. Whether you're at work, at home, or on the go, it's easy to listen to AFR. The AFR app is available not only for Apple and Android users, but also on Amazon Alexa and Roku. Download the AFR app today at AFR.net. We've always had an interest. God has given us a gift of being able to help a lot of people with their finances and budgets and stuff. Bernie and Alice Larson are faithful supporters of the American Family Association. We were thinking about the charitable gift annuities, and we'd never heard of that before. But we thought, well, we'd always wanted to leave some of our money with for God. But we didn't know where or how. And it, we felt like this was put into our laps as answer to our prayers as to what we could do after we're gone. The Larsons learned that a charitable gift annuity from the AFA Foundation would provide them with monthly income for life, as well as supporting the American Family Association into the future. You can learn more about charitable annuities and other financial products at afafoundation.net or call 800-326-4543, extension 345. You just can't outgive God. And He just keeps pouring back into us. For American Family Radio, this is Gateways to Better Education. I'm Eric Buehler. Can a public school teacher explain the gospel to students in class? The answer is yes. There are many opportunities to appropriately teach students about America's religious heritage. For example, many states want students to learn about the Great Awakening a Christian revival that happened in the 1700s. Teachers might want to use the History Channel to explain the Great Awakening. It lists the following beliefs taught by preachers during this revival. All people are born sinners. Sin without salvation will send a person to hell. All people can be saved if they confess their sins to God, seek forgiveness, and accept God's grace. If this is taught academically, not devotionally, there's no problem. You can be a gateway to better education for students in your schools. To get a copy of our research on your state's academic standards, call 888-44-PARENT. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core. Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach, with you this afternoon. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be with you every Tuesday and Thursday throughout 2023, Lord willing. And then Walker Wildman with you on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh, we are going to go back to the phones, 888-589-8840. Just a quick update for you. They are voting right now, second round. And in the second round, it looks like Kevin McCarthy still will not get enough votes to be Speaker of the House. He's at 70, Jeffries at 68, Jordan at 8. So once uh, once you get over, I mean, honestly, once you get over five, um, then then uh, for somebody other, a Republican other than McCarthy, he is not. Nobody's going to get a majority. No Democrats going to get a majority. No Republicans going to get a majority. So you're going to go to a third vote for Speaker. So here we go, folks. Here we go. Could keep going the rest of the day. It makes you wonder. I wish I was a fly on the wall in the meeting of the of the Freedom Caucus folks that are that are putting up this fight. And did they, you know, did they like take a blood oath? Did they eat a goldfish? Did they, did they, you know, uh, do like, you know, when you're kids and you and you and you don't have the guts to do a real cut on your hand, so you just prick your finger and then you you shake hands and you got to, you know, your blood brothers. Um, did I, I'm just wondering? I'm just wondering how far are they willing to go? Is what I'm asking. I like what kind of commitment did they make? 
Uh, Jordan's up to nine votes now. So what kind of commitment do they make? How far are they willing to take this? And uh, and I, I'm I'm just I'm kind of having fun watching it. So um, one more thing before I go back to the phones. Ron DeSantis sworn in uh, today for a second term as governor of Florida. Without a doubt, the greatest governor in America and continues to do a phenomenal job as governor. Not Don't know whether or not he's going to run for president. Everybody's wondering that. But here's the cool thing. He was sworn in on an Aiken Bible. All right, this is cool, folks. This is really, really cool. Glenn Beck apparently loaned it to him. I was just texting with David and Tim Barton to see if it was it was theirs. No, they th- so it's not theirs. Glenn has one, and the Bartons have one. Um, I've actually I've actually held this Bible and uh, d- carried it on a tour in Washington D.C. Because when we do the tour of Washington D.C., um, we talk about the, the the first Bible printed in America, and uh, um, you know the, the the whole you know Congress being the ones to to endorse this Aiken Bible and and recommend that it be used quote. Uh, in the schools, uh, so that's important. Um, um, you know, thanks to Robert Aiken for printing that. But just cool that that Ron DeSantis chose that Bible. It's essentially known as the Bible of the Revolution, and uh, he chose that Bible to be sworn in on. Another home run for Ron DeSantis. Very, very cool. Okay, let's head back over to the phones. We got Herschel in Kentucky. Herschel, you still with us? What's your comment or question today? Yeah, I'd just like to say I agree with that lady. It was on there just a little earlier that uh, didn't didn't back. McCarthy. McCarthy's kind of like McConnell. He flip-flops, and he uh, had a lot of things where he stuck his tail between his legs and took off like a dog, and he was, he's, he's kind of like a dog with no teeth. He's all bark, no bite. Uh, just a little bit of bite, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> a anyway, little bit of bite. Jordan, yeah. Jordan going at, uh, saying to vote for, you know, g- going to vote for him, that, that don't sound right to me. Jim Jordan seems like a good fighter, uh, but there's a lot of other guys that Jim Jordan wasn't wanting to be the Man, they got you. Got Josh Hawley. You got uh, Matt Gates. You got uh, Ron Johnson. You got uh, Ted Cruz. Uh, any of those guys are fighters. Totally fighters. They're not. They're not they don't play around. Well, from what I've seen of them, so you know, I think we we don't need him in there because it's too too big of a chance a gamble for him to start flip flopping, buddying up with my think their buddies or something. So something going on. That's my comment, sir. Yeah, good comment, Herschel. Thank you for calling in, man. I, you know, listen. I, I think, uh, I think guys like Jordan have to. There is a strategic point at which you have to say, you know, I got to throw my hat in with somebody. And 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 a lot of times it's just like when you go vote. You know, when you go vote for governor or Congress or school board, uh, you always vote for the lesser of two evils. There's never a perfect candidate. There's no one that's a hundred percent. I don't agree with anybody a hundred percent of the time, except my wife, because she's right, whether she's right or not. You know what I'm saying? So you, you're not going to find a candidate though, that you agree with a hundred percent of the time. So you're always going to vote for the lesser of two evils because we're all flawed jars of clay, right? None of us are perfect. And, uh, and, and so you do the best you can with what you got, where you are. And so at some point when you're a member of the house, a member of a legislative body, you have to you have to make a decision. Who's the best candidate that I can get? Who's the best person I can vote for for speaker? And so, you know, Jordan's a smart guy. He's making a calculated decision here in terms of who he thinks the is is the best that can can get elected and whether or not if McCarthy doesn't do it, who is likely to end up, you know, getting the speakership. And so I, you know, I I respect Jim Jordan a lot and and so I I I hate to second guess his strategy, but uh you know, if it were me, if I were there, I guess I really can't say because I because I'm not in those closed door, you know, backroom deal making meetings and finding out, you know, what's being offered and what's the best deal you can get and what because it's all about who's who's going to push the agenda. Well, all that matters is what's going to pass, right? What are you actually going to do? You can say all kinds of things. 
Yeah, but but you know, and you can be wrong ten percent of the time. But if you're with me ninety percent of the time, I mean that's that's the kind of thinking that you have to have in there. And so I don't know if I were there, I'd probably be with Lauren Boebert and and Matt Getz and those guys that are that are putting up this fight. That just tends to be me. I'm kind of a rebel and 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 I'm, I go for the long shot. I'd rather I'd rather go that route. And and you know they they may they may pull this off. This may be a 1923 situation where they go for two or three days and then finally there's a deal made for somebody else to be speaker and uh and it puts the conservatives in charge um but uh but the you know time will tell this is not um there's no guarantees here in other words uh regardless of 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 uh, which side you're on it, it it becomes a gamble at some point phone number 888-589-8840 888-589-8840 i'm rick green america's constitution coach afa at the core we're looking forward to spending a whole year with you or more we'll see 2023 i think is going to be a very very exciting year the speaker's race is just kind of a uh, I think maybe a good example of what 2023 can look like in terms of anything is possible and um, the fact that you have the opportunity to make a difference. So when you see these things happening, you think, oh, well, I'm not in Congress. I'm not part of the big picture. I can't listen. What really matters is what's happening right there in your neighborhood. What's happening at your school board? What's happening in your house? In fact, I used to say this in speeches all the time. It's not near as important what's happening in the White House as what's happening in your house. It's not near as important as what's happening in the state house as what's happening in your house. What are you doing to raise your children or grandchildren uh, in in the nurture and admonition of the Lord? What are you doing to educate yourself to be an informed citizen? To not just be patriotic, not just to have patriotism that's born out of some emotion or or whatever, but have a patriotism that's born out of an understanding of who we are as Americans. Why that flag behind me is 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 worthy of being waved why it's important for us to pass this way of life on to our children and grandchildren. Do you know those things? Can you articulate those things to your children and grandchildren or to your coworker at the water fountain or, or, or to your, your, your fellow Sunday school members or, or, or people at, your, at the potluck at church afterwards? Can you articulate why the American value system is worth passing on and worth defending and, frankly, worth fighting for and dying for? And if you can't, then I encourage you to start studying. It's never too late. Ignorance is curable. I'm ignorant about a lot of things. And I used to be very ignorant about these things that we're talking about in terms of how government works and how the legislature works and how to be a biblical citizen and what the Bible says about taxes and all of these things. But ignorance is curable. And, and thankfully, I began a journey you know, 30 years ago to become a student of freedom. I became passionate about these things. It was actually because you know I was around some some veterans that had had been willing to to die for my freedom, and at a, at a young age, I recognized, wow, man, if somebody's somebody's willing to die for me to die for this way of life. I need to understand what they were fighting for, and so I started studying what makes America different. Why are we so blessed? Why are we way ahead of the rest of the world in every category? Why why are we more wealthy than any nation in history? Why are we more more prosperous and have more inventions and have have more freedom and and uh you know why are we more benevolent than other nations why is it that we show up to help every time there's a, a tragedy around the world we're there to help why why is it that we you know um uh, ha- have a have the most uh, uh, ability to to have freedom of conscience of any nation in history that whether you're christian muslim atheist whatever that you get to live according to the dictates of your conscience why is that well, there's a secret sauce that was that was poured into this culture that produced that. And that secret sauce was baked with biblical values and biblical worldview. And, and it produced incredible results. And we've been running from these results for 50 years. 
We've been trying to reverse this. When I say we, the left has been destroying. They've been tearing down the strongholds. They've been tearing down the the foundations of this country. And they've had great success in the last few years. I mean, literally in the last 10 or 12 years, uh, it, it has been a massive shift in this country. Now, that didn't happen uh, overnight. They tilled the ground. They worked. They scratched and clawed in the trenches for decades and decades and decades to get to the point where it feels like America changed overnight, but it changed overnight because of what they did for quite literally about 80 years. And so now the question is, what are we going to do about it? We're watching the culture crumble. And here we are, we're going into 2023, and I'm saying be optimistic and there's good stuff that's going to happen, but I'm also saying look around you. Look at the damage that's been done. We may not find the America that we grew up in. We may not restore it to that point. It may look very, very different. We may end up with a very fractured society and a very fractured nation where regions of the country can reflect those old American values and biblical values and and once again have prosperity and all of those things. And then regions of the country continue to decay and fall apart. That's most likely. That's my prediction of, of what will happen as people continue to vote with their feet and move to states that reflect their values. Uh, but I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know that we can save the whole nation. I'm not, I'm not, I would love to, but it's going to take revival. God's going to have to move. We're going to have to have people come to a, an understanding of, of who they are in relationship to God first. And then if we can submit ourselves and be under God, then we can be one nation under God again and come back to those values that produce good results. And guess what? Even if you're not a Christian and you, and you're not a person of faith, you benefit from America restoring those Christian principles and those foundational principles that made America great. It's the biblical foundation of this country that made us prosperous and free and wealthy and all of these things. So if we're willing to go back to that founding formula, that secret sauce, we can get the same results. If you put the good stuff in, you get good stuff out. You put the garbage in, you get garbage out. And so it's vitally important for us going into 2023 now, to say, okay, I see the damage. I see everything crumbling around me. What can I do about it? And you don't have to start from scratch. You don't have to learn this from scratch. That's why American Family Association exists. That's why American Family Radio exists, so that we can educate, equip, inspire, so that we can give you tracks to run on. We can we can introduce you to, to guests on the program that will be leaders of organizations that you will become a, uh, want to become a part of and, and engage in your local community. It's, it's why at Patriot Academy and the work that we're doing with Wall Builders and, and American Family and all the other groups that we team up with, it's why we're educating an entire generation on constitutional principles and biblical values. Biblical citizenship in modern America has taken the nation by storm. This, this course, I believe, will have 5 million people go through this course before the next presidential election. We're up to 22,000 Constitution coaches hosting these classes around the nation. And, and, and I'm shooting for 50,000. 50,000 coaches hosting the classes and 5 million people going through the classes before the next presidential election. I believe we can do that. And uh, with your help, we absolutely can. And you don't have to know anything about the Constitution or history or law or anything to be a coach. We, we teach you that stuff. We come alongside you. We do the teaching through the videos. All you got to do is get people in the living room, invite some friends and family over, set out the cake and coffee, put the DVD in and hit play or stream it or however you do your technology. And then let the let Kirk Cameron do the teaching and David Barton and Barry Loudermuck and all these other people. And I promise you, I know this from thousands of classes 
and all the testimonials, I promise you, people will come back week after week saying, wow, you gave me hope. You gave me hope for the future, and you gave me action steps. Now I can do something. I get to be a part of this. And I promise you that. You are part of the solution. You are not alone. The principles of liberty still work every time they're tried. And, and, and there is a proven plan for restoring those values in this country, for rebuilding the walls, just like in Nehemiah. And, and we've got the plan. We know what to do. Most people kind of know in their gut what's happening right now in the country is not good, but they don't know what to do. They're saying, I want to do something, but I don't know what to do. Let me tell you something. We know what to do. Well, this is what we've been doing for 30 years. We know how to restore this culture. And we're doing the scratching and clawing, just like the left did for 80 years. Now we're in the trenches, and we're rebuilding. We're digging deep. We're tilling the ground. And you can be a part of all of that. Number one way to do that is every afternoon, listen to AFA at the core. Every afternoon, be a part of this program. We'll constantly bring you information and education and, and, and empower you. The second way to do that is become one of our Constitution coaches and host these classes in your home or in, at your church and, and get, a, get a revival going in your community to restore these principles. And I see it happening all over the nation. I promise you it can happen in, in your community as well. Make it happen in your family. There's so much. There's so much that we're going to do in 2023. So be hopeful. Be encouraged. Uh, we're not given a spirit of fear. We don't go into this thing you know, worried and, and, and fearful and, and, uh, and, and fretting all the time. No, we've been given us, you know, we have power, love, and a sound mind. And we're marching into 2023 confident that God is sovereign and that he's equipped us and that we have everything we need at any given moment to defend liberty, to defend our families, and to restore this thing and respond in the right way. And I should have started, number one thing you can do is be in God's word every day. Make that commitment, in fact. Make that first. That's the easy one. Should be the easy one. That every day in 2023, you're going to spend time in God's word in the morning. And if we're going to restore biblical values, we got to know what they are. we got to be in the Bible. So I'll be taking folks through the Founders Bible. We'll read through the whole thing again, just like we did in 2022. I'd love for you to be a part of that. Follow me on social media, and I'll post every day with what the reading's going to be. Uh, but I'm looking forward to 2023. I hope you are as well. Lots of work to do, but it's going to be fun doing this together. Sure appreciate you listening to AFA at the Core. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach. I'll be with you again this Thursday. Thanks for listening today to AFA at the Core. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.